This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this guy back. He is District 4 Republican in the great state of Colorado. It's Ken Buck. Uh, Ken, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. They're really glad to have you. Um, you've got a new book out. I want everybody to, to rush out and go get this because we're all be, becoming aware. If we weren't aware, and you and I were, but if we weren't aware of how badly we were being squelched on social media, we are now because of uh, what Twitter has done. And this book is so timely. It's called Crush, Crushed. Big Tech's War on Free Speech, and it's by Congressman Ken Buck. I want to get into why you wrote it and what, what we're going to learn from it in a moment, but I'd be remiss if I didn't start with that fight for speaker. A, I think it was a great thing for the American people. I, I thought it was kind of funny how the left was freaking out over it. I thought it was a great thing because we wanted a real sense of change with, uh, with the Republicans getting the House back. But tell me what it was like being involved in that, and you were a big name that was involved in that, in whether or not we were going to have Kevin McCarthy or somebody else. Yeah, it was very interesting, uh, actually. Uh, we are a deliberative body in the U.S. House, and, and we're one of the greatest deliberative bodies in, in the world. And for us to just rubber stamp whatever Nancy Pelosi, Kevin McCarthy, whoever puts on the floor is ridiculous. We should have more 15-vote uh, series on, on different issues. I know it looked ugly to a lot of people, and it looked disorganized, and uh, what it really was was a back-and-forth that uh, made our rules better, empowered rank and file members of the Republican conference. And uh, really, I think, made the House a better place to be and a better place to work. And Ken, the founders actually set it up to be this fight, didn't they? Absolutely. They, they did. That's what's so funny <laughs> about how, how, you know, the committee chairman have taken over and the speaker's taken over and majority leader. It's, it's been a, uh, a system that for a long time was, was known as the people's house. Not the Speaker's House, not the Majority Leader's House, the People's House. And the people have the ability to come to Congress, to talk to their congressmen, uh, to to make sure that their issues are heard. And, and that's what makes us such a great body. I've always found Kevin McCarthy to be sort of a, a conservative-leaning moderate. And you guys really did force his hand. You had a list of things that you wanted him to do because that, that whatever that deal was with America that he made, it was very, very generic. And you guys wanted specific things. We want a one vote, you know, to, to vacate. Uh, and that's, that's something that's been around since Thomas Jefferson. Uh, also, you guys wanted to make sure that the border was taken care of. Let's address these 87,000, you know, IRS agents. There were very specific things that you wanted. And for Kevin McCarthy to get that seat, he had to say he would do that. So let's grade him now because he got the seat. Uh, for me, I'm a, I'm a very conservative guy. I love the Constitution. I love my freedom and liberty, lower taxes, lower regu- regulation. So far, I'm pretty impressed. Only a few weeks in, but I'm pretty impressed. How, how do you grade him so far? Well, I, I think he's done a good job a few weeks in. But don't forget, this is the beginning of the semester. Yes. Uh, when, the, when we get to the final exam next December... Um, I hope you have me back on and we can we can come up with a grade again. But right now we're doing easy stuff. We're doing bills that we know we have a major, uh, Republican majority to pass. 
and uh, it's not uh, rocket science by any means. And so uh, we're going to hit a debt ceiling soon. We're going to hit appropriations bill soon. Uh, we're going to hit uh, the border security bill. We're going to hit a lot of issues that are going to divide Republicans. And then the skill of Kevin McCarthy is really going to come into to, uh, being uh, if he has the skill to get that done with a very small majority. District 4 Republican, the great state of Colorado, it's Congressman uh, Ken Buck. His book is called Crushed, Big Tech's War on Free Speech. And I want to get into that uh, full-throated in a second. Uh, the, the one thing that people ask me when I'm out at the gym or when I'm out, out and about, if they, if they happen to know who I am, what are we doing with this Ukraine stuff? $200 billion, will it be that much? Are we charging them anything for the tanks we're sending now? How are we training people on the tanks? Do we have Americans in Ukraine? Why are we fighting a proxy war in Ukraine? People early on, Ken, and you probably heard this from your, your, uh, the people that you represent as well, they said, yeah, we've got to help them out. Russia shouldn't be doing this. But now this far in, it's kind of like, I don't know what we're doing. Do you know what we're doing with Ukraine? Yeah, I, I know what we're doing. We're trying to um, we're trying to draw a line and make sure that Russia doesn't cross that line. It's expensive. It's ugly. Uh, Ukraine, uh, the Ukrainians are doing the fighting. Um, they're dying uh, every day to to protect their country. Um, on the other hand, we have sent a lot of money over there, and I don't trust Joe Biden. I don't trust this administration. Right. I want to make sure that every dollar is accounted for and every dollar is spent properly. When he talks about infrastructure and its, um, you know, uh, electronic recharging stations, uh, it, it's it's crazy um, the, the 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 language the left uses to right. try to justify some of their expenditures. So um, I'm with you, um, but I think this is an important area for us to be uh, leaders in. And I can tell you, I've, I've got a lot of friends that have gone to Poland and, and gone to other countries, and and we are loved as Americans right now because of our willingness to stand up. The Germans aren't, the French aren't. Yeah. Um, the Brits have done a good job, but America has stood up for a country that was attacked by a bully and, and we're, uh, we're well respected for it. Uh, and, and I'm okay with that as long as we know what the, what, what's the plan. And it doesn't seem, there doesn't, doesn't seem to be one. Uh, we've got Zelensky asking for, hey, can you help us rebuild our roads? Can you turn the lights back on for us? And I'm like, our border is an open sieve here in America. What are we doing? And, and it'll become a, a time, Ken, where we're sending 10 times the amount of money Donald Trump wanted to build the big, beautiful wall over to Ukraine to protect them and their borders. So I guess that's where the confusion is. I don't disagree with anything you, that you just said. People should not have their country invaded by a bully i'm with you and we should help them but at some point it seems like we're helping them and ignoring us well i think joe biden is ignoring us um and and what's really sad is what he's doing to this country undermines our ability to actually help people fighting uh international bullies like russia china um and and north korea iran Um, and so uh, we need to make sure we protect our border. We need to make sure that we deal with the fentanyl that's coming into this country. Uh, we have so many issues that have been caused by uh, walking away from the good Trump policies that we had at the southern border. And absolutely, we need to address that. But we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can yes. help Ukraine and deal with our border issue. Yeah, and unfortunately, we're not. Right now, we can't walk and chew gum at the same time. You and I can, but I don't think Biden can. It's Congressman Ken Buck uh, crushed a big tech's war on free speech. Uh, one last thing about what's happening in Congress, then let's get into this uh, into the book because big tech is such a big deal right now, and we're we're being exposed to exactly what they've done for a long time to us. The debt ceiling, I don't get it. Um, I had former Congressman Ted Poe on yesterday, a very good friend of mine, and he talked about how this is basically a credit card that we're asking for more money to spend more money, and we have no proof that we can pay back the extra money that we're spending. $31 trillion? Really, Ken? I mean, that's nuts. So what's the fight going to be? Can you get this done? I talked to Chip Roy the other day. Can we get this done and make them spend less? Can we get this done and have some provisions that say, now let's start paying it down? 
So, so here's the problem, um, in, in my view. Uh, we had budget caps um, on President Obama as a result of negotiations on the debt ceiling. Right. And then Republicans, Republicans blew through those debt ceiling caps, uh, spending caps. And, uh, and now we're faced with this again. And the Democrats are saying, well, you're great at putting spending caps on Democrats. Why aren't you worried about putting spending caps on Republicans? That's a great point. We need to make sure that we have a consensus within the Republican Party. We're going to live with this. We know the national defense industry is going to step forward and say we're underfunded, we are at risk, which I got to tell you, if I, if, I, if I gave you the number of generals who came into my office to tell me that Russia is a huge threat, Russia can't beat Ukraine. And they right. were a huge threat that we had to increase our defense spending 10, 12, 15 percent. Uh, ridiculous. But I, I, I do think that uh, we should put spending caps on and then we should be uh, responsible and make sure we hold Republican administrations to the same standards that we're holding a Democrat administration to. The, the House now has the leverage. Can you hold their feet to the fire? Can you use that leverage? Because we know that Mitch McConnell is willing to spend $1.7 trillion and give Nancy Pelosi the right to make a budget before she's kicked out of the, the Speaker's chair. Do you have the leverage and do you have the backbone in the House to hold the Senate and then Biden You know, to, to yes, you've got to spend less. Yes, you've got to address these things. Here's the bottom line. Um, we will shut down government and then the liberal media will attack Republicans for being responsible for shutting down government. Right. I think the American people have had enough. I think the American people understand $31 trillion of debt is irresponsible and we, it's unsustainable. And so uh, I think what we need to do is to make sure that when the government shuts down, we are messaging, we're not budging. You know what, Chuck Schumer, um, uh, Joe Biden, You've got to get your act together and understand what will give you a 3% increase every year. We'll give you a 2.5% increase because the GDP will grow to that extent. Yeah. But we cannot increase uh, spending here at 10%, 12%. It's going to be interesting to watch. I think the American people, not only really, I don't think they worry about the debt ceiling as much as they worry about their own budgeting, and they don't understand why they have to keep a budget, states have to keep a budget, but the federal government can spend $31 trillion more than it has. It doesn't make any sense. It's U.S. Congressman Ken Buck. We appreciate him coming on. The book is called Crush, Crushed. Big tax war on free speech. And that's exactly what's been going on. But for years, Ken, we've had people who, who hear you and I say they're crushing big, uh, our, our freedom of speech. They've all said, yeah, it's a private company. It's a private platform. They do whatever they want. You have no say in what big tech does. Lo and behold, they've been working with the administration and even before that with the Biden campaign to do exactly that, crush our free speech. That's a major problem because they're acting as an arm of the government, aren't they? Well, go beyond that. They're monopolies, and they, they crush their opponents in the marketplace, the business marketplace. They crush their opponents in the marketplace of ideas. My bills uh, are very simple. They, they help competition. Nobody has a problem with uh, the New York uh, Post saying one thing and the New York Times saying another, the Wall Street Journal saying one thing and, and uh, the Washington Post saying another. We have competition in the newspaper industry, and we can go to different articles and find out what each side is saying and make an intelligent decision. We have, we have competition in cable news. We can go to each uh, news site and make a decision. We don't have competition when Google controls 94% of the searches. And we know that in the summer of, uh, in June of 2016, they, uh, I'm sorry, 2020, they changed their algorithm to benefit Joe Biden and to hurt Donald Trump. They, they, if you search Joe Biden's name, positive articles would appear on page one, two, and three. If you search Donald Trump's name, negative articles would appear on one, two, uh, page one, two, and three. 
we know that that impacted the outcome of elections. And that's what these monopolies are doing. And that's why it's so dangerous to allow monopolies to control the flow of information in a democracy. It's it's so nefarious, too. They did it and didn't tell us that they did it. Because when you think Google, you think I can put in a word, it'll give me a true search of the Internet. It's not. It's giving some sort of a, a search that has been, uh, the, the scale has been tipped to, to go wherever they want it to go. I think that was sort of payback for 2016 because they didn't do eno- enough. They couldn't believe that Trump won. But when it comes to the collusion between the FBI and Facebook and Twitter and other outlets, even Apple, when it came to the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's laptop, that was the most egregious case that we've seen, right? We know it was a real laptop. We know Adam Schiff on the Intel Committee knew that it was real, and he lied about it. Uh, and, and big tech just got into line. In fact, the FBI, the DOJ, paid $3.5 million to Twitter to keep on doing their bidding. I mean, that's, that's really nasty, and that goes against everything that I thought the First Amendment meant. And, and there are a dozen examples just like that. Um, absolutely. What happened with the Hunter Biden laptop, and, and, and really it's so nefarious because it happened two weeks before a presidential election. Exactly. This isn't a, uh, uh, you know, the, the left using disinformation three months before an election or three months after. This is the left right before an election that would have, and this story would have affected people. Uh, Hillary Clinton lost to Donald Trump because she looked like she was corrupt from, from right. head to toe. Right. Joe Biden, we know Joe Biden is corrupt. We haven't been able to get the stories out uh, to show that before this last election. And uh, I, I think that the, the Hunter Biden laptop story was absolutely pivotal in, in proving that. District 4 Republican, great state of Colorado. It's Ken Buck. The book is called Crushed, Big Tech's War on Free Speech. All right, so you and I agree. Ted agrees. Uh, Cruz agrees. What do we do about it? Uh, and I know that uh, Elon Musk personally, and a private citizen, has released a bunch of stuff that, that exposed all of this. But Congress has been talking about this since the uh, Section 230 was put in place in the 90s. But yet nothing really has changed. What can you do? Well, there's, there's two avenues um, that, that I think we should pursue. And, and the first is uh, conservatives need to stand up. You know, during the civil rights era, the, um, the civil rights leaders called on uh, the people to boycott racist uh, uh, businesses. Yes. We have businesses that are suppressing conservative speech. We don't need to get next day delivery from Amazon. We don't need to get uh, you know, our, our name out on Facebook. We don't need to uh, use um, uh, Amazon and, and Apple in the way that we are. And so um, just, I'll give you an example. Turn off the tracking device on your phone. If you use Waze or Google Maps, and, and you've got to your location, turn it off so that they can't track you all over the place because they sell that information and they make a, a really good living off of where you are, what time, and what you've searched for. Right. Uh, so so uh, that's, one, that's one area is to make sure that as a consumer, we're using our head. And then the other area are these antitrust bills, which would create competition in the marketplace. So just like cable news, just like newspapers, we would have the ability to, to have choice for consumers. It's it's a very interesting um, case because everybody, but everybody's on social media uh, to some extent. Not as much as I am because I'm on eight different things because I do a broadcast every day. But uh, but they're all using it for some reason. They don't realize they're being tracked, as you said. But you talked about competition a minute ago, and I want to bring up Parler. Parler was on the Amazon servers. Amazon appears to have gotten together with Google, appears to have gotten together with, with Apple, appears to have gotten together with everybody to squash Parler. So the competition was there. I have 351,000 followers on Parler. Nobody sees anything that I post anymore because it, it was crushed and it went away and then it tried to come back and it's sort of half of what it used to be. But that, that case in and of itself, they clearly, in my opinion, colluded 
to get rid of a competitor that was doing very, very well. And they did it by lying about January 6th and helping out terrorists or something stupid that, of course, wasn't true. So what do you do in a case like that? They did have competition, and it was working, and they squashed it. Right, and that's what monopolies do. They, they, they couldn't do it by themselves, so they did it jointly. Um, Apple took uh, Parler off the App Store, right. and then Google uh, took it down, and then uh, uh, Amazon Web Services, which was really the death knell, uh, took Parler down, and and that action. Uh, what and, and the, you know the interesting thing, uh, uh, there were some riders in the Capitol that used Parler. There were also some riders in the Capitol that used Facebook. There right. were also some folks that used Twitter. Right. Those those platforms weren't touched at all. They they weren't part of the the you know I, I, I hate this word but I hear the left using it the insurrection. Right. Um. But but all of a sudden Parler, a conservative speech platform, ha- had to be taken down. Unfair and a perfect example of what we're fighting against. It is uh, U.S. Congressman Ken Buck, District Four Republican, great state of Colorado. When they get crushed, big tech's war on free speech. What will the reader learn, and will they feel buoyed that yes, changes on the way for um uh, to make these platforms actual platforms and not publishers. Well, I think that what they will feel is empowered, that they have some say over how uh, they can act in a way that has an impact on these uh, platforms. So, uh, yes, they'll read about uh, the history of antitrust law. They'll read about uh, the attempts to update antitrust law. They'll read about uh, the the actions that each individual consumer can take. Um, but most importantly, when they put the book down, they will have hope. They'll have hope that we can deal with these mega companies and, and make sure that we win uh, this censorship battle. The name of the book is Crushed, Big Tech's War on Free Speech. Is it available right now? It is available right now. Go, uh, go and get it. Uh, Ken, thanks a million for coming back on. Anytime you want to come back on, my show is your show, my man. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Appreciate the congressman coming on. Go and get his book. It's called Crushed. Do me a favor. Also, go check out everything that's on Rumble. We put all the videos up there. Have the one with me singing Bridge Over Troubled Water from yesterday. We also have Alana Nash from yesterday. We got Ted Poe from yesterday. The interviews from today and some smaller segments from today as well will be up on Rumble uh, as well. Make sure you go to rumble.com or download the app. Look for Joe Pags, J-O-E-P-A-G-S. That video that I mentioned off the top, the three videos of Joe Biden getting the, the guy Don's name wrong, calling him Doug, Every time. That's the latest reel that I have up on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, you know you are. Just click on follow. It didn't cost you anything. And uh, follow Joe Talk Show. J-O-E-T-A-L-K-S-H-O-W. Go check out all the reels that I do there. I don't do much other than reels on there at this point, And they're going pretty well. YouTube, you can go and check it out if you want. Joe, Joe Pags Radio. But they're not showing anybody anything that I, that I post. So the other ones probably are better. Twitter, Getter, Truth. They're all out there as well. Check out the social media at JoePags.com. Another big hour coming your way. Stay here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.